0: Those kids get better and better. I remember when they first started singing that, Miss Emily would sing it, and now she's like, y'all sing it. I want to enjoy the singing. Yes. And uh, Well, that song right there put you under conviction, will yes. That uh Sad to think there are some parents that would rather not offend their children on this side of eternity and not be with them on the other side of eternity. I don't think we ought to go and try to be offensive to our children, but it, I've heard well, I don't want to talk to them about the Lord because it might might drive a wedge between us, or you know uh, i don't want to I don't want to tell them no because you know then they then they won't uh they won't like me yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now, you think of the stakes and how high they are right. Right. that eternity's a long time, yeah, right. and whatever decisions are made on this side of eternity will determine. The rest of eternity, and uh, we had better pray for them. We'd better live for the Lord, and uh, you know. And I'm thankful for God's mercy and grace. Aren't you? I'm glad that I'm glad nobody's a hopeless cause. But how many of us sitting even in this auditorium had parents that drug you to church and you know loved the Lord and we thought, man, this is terrible, and. Uh, and then you're sitting in church tonight because of them bringing you up in church. That's not everybody's testimony. And so you, you realize later what a, what a valuable privilege it was to have that. And so let me say this, parents. Don't, don't ever let them guilt you into thinking that, well, you know, it's not worth it. Because there, there'll be a, they, everyone, every child has to make a decision to follow Christ. Every single one of them, just like you did. Yes, sir. But the chances of them doing that are greater right. when they're under the preaching of the word consistently. Right. So I want you to turn to Mark uh, chapter number 6 tonight. Mark chapter number 6, and I want to begin verse number 1. And I want to stay along the lines that we've been preaching about even this morning. And and uh, I, I'm burdened about this Thing of revival, and I think part of the hindrances uh, that we face in what God would like to do with us in these days is our faith. It's not, not his ability, it's not his availability, it's, it's our faith. Yes. And I want to I pay special attention to a few things in this scripture, um, and you may think they're small things, but I think they stand out. In verse number one of Mark chapter six now, the Bible said he went out from thence and came into his own country. So Jesus is coming back to his people, coming back to people that know him or should know him, right? right? And the Bible said, and his disciples follow him. Didn't say they followed, it says they follow him, right? And so it seems to me as, I, as we study the Word of God, we as independent Baptists and Bible believers do not believe in losing your salvation. Right. But I also think we've made too much of a profession. People have make a profession of faith, so they, they think, well, you know what, if I, if I say a prayer and quote-unquote get saved, then I'm always saved. Well, the fact is, it is a continual following Christ, right? It's not just, well, I said this prayer and therefore... Jesus saved, if he saved you, he changes you. I mean, you think about this. When you get saved, uh, the Holy Spirit resides in you. He don't leave if you're truly born again. So I'm I'm very convinced a lot of folks sitting in our churches that have made a profession, and you say, well, well, how can you say that because I was one of them? I sat right, right there, heard the preaching of the word of God. I had no interest in it. I, I would, you know, mess around and write and color. And, you know, I'm talking about as a teenager, right? You doodle and all this stuff. Had no, I had no interest in the things of God. And there's a reason because I wasn't one of his. Right. Amen. Now, you can argue with that and say, well, preacher, you, you're, you're, you're wrong on this. But I know this, uh, when, you, when you look at uh, a follower of Christ, There are occasions that people went back to the world. You know, we look at backsliding, but you people say, what about Peter? Well, how long was he backslid? It wasn't years, right? right? If you're going to be a follower of Christ, there's no turning back. So his disciples follow him. Notice in verse 2, when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? So whether or not they saw him do mighty works, or whether they heard about it, they knew that he did mighty works. Am I right? Right. And so the Bible goes on, verse 3, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon and are not his sisters here with us and they were offended at him. Jesus saith unto them, a prophet is not without honor but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. So even, even one of his own brothers didn't believe he was who he says he was. I mean, can you imagine living in the same house as Jesus and knowing and seeing the miracles that he didn't still say, I don't believe you are who you say you are. Well, that's what a lot of folks are doing in our churches. Yes. I mean, man, if, you, if you've been part of the meeting this week and God doesn't stir you a little bit, I, you know, I'm thinking, well, what, what's it going to take, right? And so it goes on to say in uh, he, verse 5, and notice the wording, the Bible said, he could there do no mighty works. didn't say he wouldn't, said he could not. You say, well, I thought Jesus could do anything. He can. But here he's saying he could not. Not that he would not. Because a lot of times we'll say would and could. How many times do we say, well, I can't do that? Well, you, there are things you can do that you won't do. But see, it's easy to say I can't do it, right? Now, I, you know, I can't, I can't get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I can't do that. You, you can, you just won't. That's different than can't, right? So the Bible doesn't say he he wouldn't. It says he can't. There's a restraint on him that he cannot do what he wanted to do amongst this group of people. That's what it's saying. He could not, he could there do no mighty works save, notice, that he laid his hands upon a few sick folks and healed them. So there were some that he did, but not what he wanted to do. Even in our churches, what he wants to do and what he's able to do, what we allow him to do are not the same thing. Right, right, right. Okay? So it goes on in verse 6. and The Bible said, And he marveled because of their unbelief and went, went around round about the villages teaching. So it looks to me like verse 5 and 6 are tied together that yeah. Jesus is saying he could not do what he wanted to do right. Because, in verse 6, of their unbelief. That's right? right? Yes, sir. Good. Now, if, if all things are possible with God, he didn't say all things would be done. He said all things are possible. There's something that is hindering God from doing what he wants to do in certain situations. And so I want to share with you, again, I don't really have a title of the message. I'd probably say the hindrance of revival or the hindrance of intimacy with Christ because... Here's four things I want to point out in this scripture. Number one is the familiarity that he has with him. So in verses 1 through 4, the Bible said he went out from this and came into his own country. So they, they know about him, right? You're, and everywhere he went, they knew about him. And I think a lot of times in our churches, we know about him. We, even from here's, here's the danger, Brother Matt, raising kids up in church and, and phrasing everything like it's a story. When they get older, it's only a story. Yes, right? Well, let's tell the story of Daniel and the lion's what? Well, the, the problem is Hollywood has done a very good job of showing us stories. Right? Books, fiction books tell us a good story. Right? Even, even with, uh, you know, social media, this your story. And so what happens is, In our minds, if we're not careful, they become something that we quote-unquote believe, but they're not real to us. Right? I mean, you've got to have a measure of faith to believe what the Bible says about the Lord. I mean, it doesn't make sense that, let's be honest, here's Daniel in a lion's den, but the lions didn't eat him. Right? That just doesn't happen. It doesn't make sense that here's the Hebrew boys that go into a fiery furnace. They not only come out non-burned but they don't even smell like smoke. See, when you start telling kids a story about this, in their mind they're going, "Oh, okay, this is like Jack and the Beanstalk or, you know, uh, the three bears." Well, we got to make them understand or do the best we can to let them know that this is reality. But even in our churches, we'll hear a story like this. We'll say, oh, yeah, I know that story. So we'll tune it out and we'll be disinterested in the things of God. You can know about him and not know him. A lot of folks in our churches know about him and can quote Scripture and do all those things, but it's never real to them. See, there's the difference. It's going through the motions, but Jesus never being real to you. And so there's the familiarity, and if we're not careful, we become familiar with him because we're surrounded by the things of God. We, listen, folks, we, we grew up in the buckle of the Bible, Belt. When we were growing up, there, and there still are, there's churches on every corner. Everybody around here ought to know the Lord. Everybody, at least ought to know about Him. That's right. And there's a lot that do know about Him, but they don't know Him. There's people in our churches that know about him but don't know. Him. That's why we're not having a revival because he's still a story to us, right? The cross of Calvary is not reality. And see, if you're not, if you're not, if if your sin is not a reality to you, and what the devil's done is he has caused us to believe that it's everything is not our fault and it's it's all you know, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's a disease or it's a sickness, and we, ought, we you got to get real and it's got to be the reality that we're sinners. And that he's a real savior. And so they knew about him. They had been around him. I mean, he grew up with these people. He for for thirty years he he was a part of them, right? And and even in our churches, you want revival? It's got to be more than we're we're familiar with Jesus. We we know about him. We we sing about. I mean, is he real in your life tonight? Because if he's not, friend, you, you can't God cannot do what he wants to do in your life. You want to see God do great things in your life? You've got to believe that there is a great God. Amen. Amen. And so these people, the Bible said, came into his own country. His disciples followed him. Notice the Bible said, when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence hath this man these things? That, listen, he got up and, and, uh, and he taught him in the synagogue. And they looked at him and said, wow. Wow, how does he know these things? I mean, Dr. So-and-so doesn't know these things. He's expounding the Scripture in a new way we've never even heard before, right? And it goes on to say, And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So they knew that he could do these things, right? That they knew no doubt that he had healed the sick and he had cast out demons. They had heard all of that, but they had not experienced it in a way that it convinced them that he was Jesus Christ the Messiah. I'm afraid that's what's going on. We're so familiar, right? Somebody just uh, last night I asked folks to, I said, now, you know, let, let's give a testimony of if God's answered a prayer. Some of the kids are like, He answered this prayer, Amen. right? Praise God for that. Yes, Why? Because when, when we see what God can do and what He does do and He does it in our life, it gives us it gives us more of a confidence that God is who He says He is. Amen. And see, I think a lot of times the reason God doesn't do more in our life because we don't believe He'll do it. Right. The reason we don't have revivals because we don't believe it can happen. You know, we bought into what Fox and uh, CNBC and MSNBC and all the rest of it that we're just doomed and the only hope that America has is for somebody to come on the scene and fix things. But the, the thing is, may I say this, God has left the church here to, to be, the, to be the, uh, uh, the conscience of this country. And if we can't believe God to do great, and mighty things, I mean, this is the God that we say has saved us, that we put our trust and faith in, that, that we believe he, uh, uh, that he is able to do above, uh, abundantly above all that we think or ask. If we can't trust him to send revival to our church, if we think it's doomed, how can we expect him to do even greater things in our life? They knew about him. They had been around him. But listen to this. They didn't know him. Because this this question that they have in verse 2, from whence hath this man these things, they, they knew their Bible, but they didn't think he was the Messiah of the Old Testament. Amen. And what wisdom is this which given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand? How does he do these things? Well, I tell you, because he's God. Yeah. But they didn't view him that way. They viewed him as they viewed him as the carpenter, right? right? The son of Mary, the brother of James. They, they viewed him as part of this family, a good family, but they didn't see him in the light of who he really is. And friend, you can view him as a good God, right? You can view him as uh, you know, the one that died on the cross. You can view him as the babe in the manger. You can view him as all those things, a good person. But, but if you don't personally view him as the Messiah, the, the Lord and Savior in your own life, then, then your lack of faith is going to cause him to be limited in what he does in your life. If we don't exalt him in our church as, as the preeminence, right? He doesn't have a place in the church. He has saved the church. None of this is about me and you. It's all about him. So I see the familiarity they have with him, and we're familiar with him. But then comes that intimacy that we say we desire, that he really does desire. And that's why we don't have revival. We don't have intimacy with him. Well, or one of the reasons. So there's familiarity. But then there's the availability. Well, notice again, as we learned this morning, that Jesus came to where that maniac was. Well, notice this. And he went out from thence and came into his own country. So once again, he came to where they... Listen, God God is willing to come and do for you what you want him to do. That's right. He's available. He's not off on the other side of the galaxy somewhere right. saying you guys just figure it out for yourself. Now I've got more important things to do. He's available. He was available to these folks. He came back to his home country to where he's from and he's available to them, yet they didn't want him. Right. See, this, this evening he's available for you. If you want him. He's available to church. If we want him. But if we're honest. Most churches don't want him. They're not going going to carve out some time in their week. To say well we're going to have week two of revival. Hey most churches. We don't want that preacher. Now we gave up our four days. We're checked out. Super Bowl's coming up. We got to get ready for it. Work's coming up. School, we got all these things. So you got to decide, is not only he familiar, but he's available. He's there, but are you willing? I mean, he came to where they were at, and they still wouldn't take him. He's offering us the same availability. The question is, will you accept the availability of the Lord Jesus Christ? If we want revival, it's got to be, it can't be us, right? And I, I said it, and I'll say it again. It's got to be about him. Whoever we get to preach doesn't matter. Listen, brother, brother Barry Rackley is a phenomenal preacher. Brother Joe Arthur, he's one of my favorite preachers. I love him. But he's not bringing God down in here, here in a suitcase with him. Amen? I mean, I mean if we truly want revival, we want God more than we want who's going to be preaching. Amen. I get it, listen, I've talked a bit. Well who you got preaching? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Right? I tell you why it matters, because our culture around in this part of the country, you don't have the right preacher, or the right singing groups like whoa, 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 I don't want to go to that meeting. But what if God I mean what what if God showed up and it wasn't about the preacher at all. What if God shut up and it wasn't about the singers and it wasn't about the choir? What, what if we just cut all that out and, and just said, God, you do what you want to? Yeah. Right. Man, that hair lit most Baptist. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Right? Amen. Yeah. He's available. Yes. Yes, he, is. he came, he wasn't off in some far country. Yes. He was where they were. He was in the midst of them, yet they still didn't know him. Now, there may be people at night, you're going, great, just get on with it, right? You may have come to the meetings this week and said, great, let's get on with it, right? Now, I don't know about you, but going from church from 7 to 9 every night didn't really cramp my style too bad. Brother Marty, I wasn't slipping my sleeve every five minutes. Going when's this going to be over with, right? Right? We got to we got to not only be where he's at, we have to desire him. And that's what they didn't. They said, is it that's the carpenter. That's that's uh that's these guys' brother, right? He's been around us. We well, man, we used to play ball in the in the sand lot with him. You're telling me now what what's going on with him? Yeah. They didn't want him. Right. Let me ask something, church. Do you want him? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. That's good. Now I don't know about you. I don't want. I don't want status quo. I don't want just come to church, stand up, sit down, go to the house, eat lunch, come back in the evening, get it done, and then oh well, we have got to make our way to prayer meeting on Wednesday night. I'll try to be there if nothing else comes up. There, listen, this ought to be the main event, right? This ought to be the the pinnacle, the highlight of your weeks. Come to the house of God, but you know what? Well, no, I got to get home, and watch my show. You know why? Watch this. Since we've made it a story, Hollywood is better at telling stories than we are. And so we desire Hollywood's story more than we do the true account of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what our flesh wants. Right? That, that's, why, that's why in our churches we have to be entertained. Right? Yes, sir. Amen. You've got to have, I mean, you got to have the lights and you've yes. got to have, and I'm not against it. I mean, I don't, lighting's important, okay? You need light. It's hard to have church in the dark. You can, yeah. right. but you never know if somebody's going to steal your wallet. <laughs> right? right? But we made it more about the lights and the presentation. Than presenting Christ, yes. right? right? We got to have the music that stirs our yeah. our right. emotions. Yes, we have right. to. Well, I don't like that particular type of music, and and I, you know, I this 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 makes me feel certain way. Well, we're not singing it for you. We're singing it for the audience of one. And if he doesn't get glory and he doesn't like it, it doesn't matter if you like it. See, again, we've made church about us. That's right. Preacher, preach something that I like to hear. Preach something that encourages me. Choir, sing something that I like. Bring this group in that I like. I'm going to, hey, watch this. Ready, singers? Come on. I heard this song that moved me, and now I want to share it with the church. Doesn't matter if it moved you. Listen to it in your car if you want to, but does what you're singing exalt him? Right? Good. Preachers, what we're preaching, is it exalting him or is it making much of a... Right. Ready for this? Is your social media exalting him or is it exalting you? That's good. Got much quieter right there. Right? Is your business, is your, is your job, is your activity, is your sport, whatever it is, is it exalting him because he's available to us, but he's not going to share his glory. It's not going to, right? Yes, sir. Well, I want people to, and by the way, preachers are not immune to it, right? Right. Yes, sir. That's good, go ahead. I'll just go ahead and plow it up while I'm plowing. Yes, sir. I'm just amazed at how many preachers want followers. That's right. Right. And, and, and we disguise it seemingly as innocent. That's good. Amen. I'm a public figure on social media and I must have followers. And they hang on my every word and I have to, I have to give them my wisdom. Yeah. Uh. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Nobody cares about your wisdom. That's right? Amen. Right? What happened to exalting him? He must increase, I must decrease. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to preachers being humble servants, right? Whatever happened to Christians being humble servants? Why are we making much of us? And see, they were, they were saying, we don't want to hear this guy. He's the carpenter. He, he doesn't fit into our group, right? And by the way, you, you can fall on both sides of the, the ditch on that whole social media stuff. Because there's this group, Brother Johnny, that man, they hammer everything that moves. You stick your head up and they're going to shoot you because John the Baptist is not holy enough for them. But then you got the other Pharisee crowd that's always telling you about this Pharisee crowd and how they're more enlightened and love Jesus more because they don't do what that Pharisee crowd, and they're, they're tired of these folks judging everybody else, but they're judging them. There's no difference. The, the difference is now this liberal crowd over here that's always bashing the conservatives, you know, the conservative Christians, the Pharisees, everybody jumps in there because they don't have the standard and convictions of these guys. I mean, that's all the difference. Not, Brother Russell, I don't really care. I don't, you want to run with that crowd, run with them. You want to run with that crowd, run with them. But stop shooting each other over stupid stuff right. and you're just doing it so people will get in your camp right, and the whole time nobody's in Jesus's camp good, Amen. right? Amen. But I thought well I thought that's what we were yes, doing right? Amen. So you have his his availability, right you have his You have his uh, familiarity, but then you have in verse 5 his ability. He's available, but so what if he's available if he can't do what's needed to be done? And in verse 5, the Bible said he could there do no mighty works. Well, if he couldn't do mighty works there, we know just a few verses up here, they said he was doing mighty works. He was choosing not to do mighty works where they were at. Yes, right. Am I right? Yes. So it's not that he couldn't do it. That's right. He chose not to do it or he couldn't do it because of them. Right. It wasn't in his ability that, right. well, you know, he's, he's limited in his power. Right. He's limited by their faith. That's right. And right. So their ability, how do you know he's able? I'll tell you why. Listen to me real close because he's God. Yes. Amen. I mean, let let's break it down. You call him the carpenter's son if you want to. But he's God in flesh. Yes, yes, yes. That's how I know he can do it. Yes, sir. So he's able, Amen. because he's God. But here, notice this: Bible said he could not. He could there do no mighty work save. Right. So here's what he's saying: I want to do this, but there had there's somebody. In there, Brother Marty, that had some faith because the Bible said save, right? Uh, but save that he laid his hand upon a few sick folk and healed them. So he wanted to do it for everybody, but he could only do it for a handful of people. What's the difference? Well, exactly. So it's no different than our church or any other. He wants to do it for every single one of us. But the ones he will do it for are the ones that have faith. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. So when we say, Well, God's just not doing anything in my life, well, it's your fault. Come on, that's good. Right? Yes, it's sir. not my fault. I go to church. Yes, Great. Sir. I saw a fly in here the other day. He went to church. <laughs> There's one time, one time years ago, Brother Jose. Somebody, I, some, I don't know if somebody had left the door cracked open. There's a little tiny snake that crawled in here. And may I say were pastor about made another door that way. <laughs> yeah. Just showing up church is not the right. requirement right. for God doing stuff in your life. Amen. Right? Amen. You, you realize tonight that as we're sitting here, you've got angels here. Yeah. Amen. And you've got demons. Yeah. Right? right? Preacher, what are you saying? You don't believe there's demons in church? Show up about 12 o'clock at night and walk in here by yourself. Am I right? <laughs> i got a witness back here now. You'll hear stuff you never heard in your life. Coyotes howling, wolves howling, everything else in here. That's the truth. There's, there's spiritual warfare going on right now. So I don't believe in all that. You don't believe your Bible then. There's a battle going on right now. There, there's, there's, there's a side that is doing everything it can to keep us from having faith to see God do amazing things in our midst. Sure is? You say, how do you know? Bible says it. I've experienced it. Right? We, 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 we were talking this morning about Legion, right? We were talking about that maniac of Gadara. We think Hollywood has portrayed demon possession as this thing that takes place. We're like, yeah, well, that's all fake. Well, okay. What about demon oppression? That's right. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Right? Amen. And by the way, we let a lot of that mess in, and what, that, what they were just saying. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We want God to do something amazing. Well, guess what? He's available, but his ability is limited by our faith. He's God. He's able. He can do whatever he wants to do. But here's the thing, Brother Adam, he, he's, he has confined himself by his word. Right? Right? He he limits himself. You can't limit God. Right. But what he he will he cannot disobey his own word. Right. So when he puts it in his word, then he is confined. You say God can do anything. He can't break his word. That's right. So when he confines himself by his word, not by the way, not by what you think, right. but by his word. Yes, sir. Without faith it is impossible to please God. You can't do it, right? Faith pleases God. Yes, right. So when there's limitations in what God's doing in your life, it's not in his ability. Right. It's not in his availability. It's in directly in, in contrast to your faith. Right. Now, again, I'm not talking about I understand the will of God and God's going to, but, but when we're in the will of God, when we're close to God, intimate with God, what he wants is what we want. Come on, that's Come on. good. Yes, right? Right. right? I'm talking about all this name it, claim it when you when you name it you better name what god wants and then when you name what god wants then he does but and that's what i'm saying so he didn't he did some there were some that had faith and those well and again it may have been it may have been the fact remember those those boys that their their buddy was sick and they couldn't get into the house because of the crowd and they took the roof off the place why jesus healed them because of their faith See, some, some people would be here, uh, Brother Shane, some people would be in the midst of revival Come on. and it's not limited by their faith because others had faith. The morning you got saved, listen, the morning you got saved, right. think about this. Right. Most of us were not there looking for God. That's right. Well, why did he, why did he convict your heart? Most likely because somebody somewhere was praying for you that God would manifest himself in a way that would show you that he's real and show you that you're a sinner. Well, you didn't come that morning and God do something in your life because of your faith. He did it because of somebody else's faith. And when you get in a revival meeting where God's doing something, there's going to be people show up here tomorrow night, and there's even probably some here tonight, you don't have a lick of faith. But that ain't going to cancel out the people that do. So God will do what he wants to do for the people that trust him. And here he's saying he could do these things, but the people that should know him, right, the people that are familiar with him and the people that he has been available to have said no. What are you going to say? Right? So... This scripture says that he is able. Okay? Verse 5. He could there do no mighty works. He could do them. His ability was there, but he was limited. All right? All right. And then finally, this verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Yes, sir. And it went round about the village's teaching. So we have familiarity. Availability, ability, but notice this: there's a liability. Yes, there is. The liability is us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The word "marvel" means to pause, right. to wonder. The Bible's saying this: that he paused. But think about this: <laughs> he went about doing good. Yes. Right. He he performed miracles. Yes. They even knew it in their midst. They, some may have experienced it. No doubt they had heard about it. And yet they still would not accept him for who he was. And he took a minute and paused. And then notice what he said. He went on. Amen. He doesn't hang around where he's not wanted. Yeah, right. So the liability were the people. They wouldn't believe. The liability today is us. Yes, sir. We can be an asset or a liability. The asset is I'm going to trust God. Amen. No matter what I see, no matter how the appearance is, I'm going to trust God at His word. The liability is I've seen all this. And I still don't believe He can do it. Maybe he did it in your life, but he can't do it in mine. You know what that is? Lack faith. Lack faith. You don't believe God's word. Well, sure I do. Well, why would he do it for him, not do it for him? But the Bible says no respecter of persons, which means he he doesn't pick favorites. There has to be something. So God is fair. Can we agree with that? God's fair. Amen. Come unto me, all labor heavy laden, I will give you rest. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. He's saying, I'm, I'm laying it all out for everybody the same. Right. Now it's up to you as to what you get. Right. right? Church, want revival? Yeah, well, sure we want revival. Do you? Well, then you ought to believe him for it. Yes, sir. Right? Amen. If you believe him for it, right, yes. that's what he wants to do. Doesn't matter who's preaching. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If choir sings. Doesn't matter. Special singing. Doesn't none of that matters. Do you want God? Because here's here's Do you want God to do something that that eternally changes you? Not just an emotion but that changes me, that, that causes me to have a greater desire of intimacy with him, is that what you want? Amen. You need to think hard. Because here's the deal. Our belief affects our behavior. Yes, right. yes, you, you can say you believe whatever you want to believe, Right? Yes. Right? But how you act is a reflection of what you really believe, right? You say, I don't believe in gravity. Great, jump off a building. Well, I wouldn't do that, right? Why? Because you really do believe in gravity. If you truly didn't believe in gravity, you'd jump off a building and say, well, I'm not, I'm not worried about it because I'm on float. Well, if you happen to make it, we'd probably put you in some kind of mental institution. But I promise you, Gravity is a law, right. and it's going to work every single time. That's right. So you say you want revival. You say that is your belief. But again, how much have we sought God? Right. Good. I think as a church, we have. But I'm asking you as an individual, yes. how much time are you spending in prayer and the Word of God? Amen. Amen. Right? Wonderful. Come to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Sunday morning Sunday night come to meetings great we need to do that that you know what that shows that shows we want the meeting to extend right I mean if if this week attendance is well that shows me the behavior is that we're done right if at the end of the week attendance is better and Alter, you know, what people are doing business alter people are getting saved, lives are changed, whatever, however that it is, and then you know what? That's the evidence is we need to go on, right? right? What you believe affects the way you act. Right. You believe people, You believe in, You believe uh, that people are dying and going to hell, and you have a compassion for them. Your belief in that is going to cause you to do something about it. If you don't, you won't. You believe in missions? I sure do. Then if you believe in missions, you'd pray for missionaries and you'd give to missions. Simple, right? You believe in fellowship, right, among the brethren? If you really believe that, you know what you do? Come to church. Won't, won't have to call, won't have to beg, won't have to get up and guilt you into it. And I've just got to the place. Let's just be honest, Brother Matt. I, I'm not a cheerleader. Right? I ain't begging people. I'm not going to beg people, right? That's right? It's not going to. If, if the Holy Spirit can't get you to do it, I can't get you to do it. it. won't last. So so if we're going to see God do something, it's got to be more than saying we want him to do it. Because what I'm reading, if I'm wrong, I know we've got some Bible scholars here. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm okay with being corrected. But it looks like the correlation, verse 5 and verse 6, is that Jesus could not do what he wanted to do because they didn't believe. Good. Right? Good. So, question. I'm done. Do you want revival? Don't answer. Let your behavior reflect what you what you believe. Right? We want to see God do something. He'll do it. Right. We we'll see if he if he doesn't. If he doesn't, we can't blame him, Brother Kenneth. We have to blame us, because what he wanted to do, he couldn't do. Because of their unbelief, and they were not they were not a people that were that were not familiar with him. That was his country, his people. They should have known, right? Why did why did why did he go to uh, Gadara? Because his own people, the Jews, didn't want him, so he went to the Gentiles. So we, as God's people, the church, believers, we want revival. We want to see God do something. He said, "Okay, let's let's see the let's see the belief in it." Faith is faith is believing as if it has already happened. Right, right. Let's stand. Amen. Miss Susan's gonna come. Bow our heads, the altar's open. Need to come pray. Say you want revival. Okay, let's pray. Want to see God save your lost family member? Let's pray. Want to see. Way where children get back, let's pray. Let's pray. Amen. If you're here tonight and you don't know him as your savior. Good night to Good night to get saved. Good night to be part of the family. You come. If you don't know how to be saved, we'll show you from the Word of God, not a Baptist way, Bible way. to send revival i sure do and here's the thing it may just be me it may just be you would i like to see the whole church get revived sure maybe they won't but that should not that should not eliminate you from getting revival right you need to tonight. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the sweet spirit of God. Thank you for loving us enough to touch our hearts tonight. And the availability that we have in you. As we've come and prayed, many have gathered around the altar, some have prayed at their seat. There is a group of believers in this congregation, I yes. believe, that thank want to see. You do amazing and mighty things. And we pray that you do that. Lord, that it would not only be for us, but others that maybe don't have the faith that some do. But by that, they would, their faith would be strengthened. And a community would see it. And their faith would be strengthened. And there would be a community that knows that there's a place they can come and get help. Lord thank you for what you've done here tonight yes, thank, you. thank you for our young people and their Amen. willingness to uh, participate in the service tonight they were a great blessing continue to use them, protect them, keep them safe and Father we pray again for the services tomorrow night we know that we'll not have revival because of a man but we do pray that you'd anoint yes, Brother you Arthur as he Lord. preaches tomorrow yes, Lord. give him the message we're in most need of yes. And that would most glorify you and exalt you. Thank you again for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray.